I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. TC and Jake. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We were thinking about doing something this morning. I don't know. You know, I mean, people listen to this at different times, so I don't know how much the time ever matters, but it seemed uh, sufficiently murky. We thought we might have more to say later on in the afternoon, and now here we are. Um, I think that uh, the more you look at all the results of this presidential election, the state of the country as the election evolves, um, just taking all of the information around you, to me, a clear theme emerges. And that is that Jake is consistently wrong about everything. Your take. So I won a ton of money on Luca for Rookie of the Year. So that's that's an obvious one. <laughs> you know, like I get it, like because I, I was thinking through it, because like, I yeah, what, whatever. Uh, I don't want to give off the impression that uh, that I'm just uh, despondent over here because I can't take it or whatever. But certainly, whenever you're texting me, like it's over, man, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to think through, like, why, why is he hurting me in this way? And I, uh, do you, you gave, think you gave me the, you're a bad person. <laughs> I, I did. Um, and, uh, I, I think I settled on it, It's, it's probably easier for you if he has jumped to that. And this isn't like some big insight, but it's easier for you if you just jump to like, everything's fucked, everything's going to be shit. And if it turns out it's only kind of shit, which I would say is the case, uh, then, uh, you know, you're like, oh, this is good. Definitely. But I, I do not, I can't stand living in the, like, I'm, my, my shoulders are just not ready for that much negativity. So I don't like just rush it on. You know what I mean? So whenever I'm like talking myself into like, okay, we got a lot of balls in the air here. A lot of ways this could come down. You know what, TC, you probably don't even see the path that this is going to take really. And then I, and I'm looking down at my phone, and it's, we're fucked. Just get ready. Just get over it, dude. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna do this for you. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? And I'm pretty sure that you thought that the Proud Boys would have adopted the dark. control of the control of a city by now. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light till I was already a man. What are you looking for? Fucking Bane, oh, dog. Oh, you, you looked Bane, up the Bane, dog. I thought you were giving us something else. Okay. No, all that's right. all I was no, thinking about no, last no. night was just Bane. <laughs> all right. Just Bane. Baned up. Yeah. Um, like Tim Kane up. No. Uh, well, no one, no one, none of the, none of the MSM outlets are willing to call it, but I'm, I'm willing to call it. Yeah. No, what it's for. <laughs> Four twenty, really dog. It really is. Um, yeah, it's over. I mean, but I will say this: as someone who stayed up until three thirty in the morning, uh, CT. Do they wheel the president out there at about one thirty, one forty Central Time last night? And they shouldn't have. He was in. Bad shape, dog. He sounded rough. He sounded, dude. He sounded like any seventy-year-old man would sound in the middle of the night. 
no matter no matter how many uppers you put him on, it he was, was weird to me because he did sound so crisp and energetic on the Chapo stream. <laughs> My man James, did you uh, did you have a chance to listen to it? No, <laughs> he's I'm telling gonna, him, I'm gonna find it. But he's he's telling them about the war room. He's like, we're here in the war room. We've got uh, got computers whizzing, got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, right in front of me, there's a large computer and a man named, man playing Sonic Mania. He's killing it. What's his? What, I forget his name. Uh, Richard. He's killing Sonic Mania. Alex never showed up. I could have told you that. I super I, huge bummer, bro. I know. You, like you texted me, like yeah, that you were uh, you were like, boy, whenever he comes in, and just the way that that podcast ended. One, it was. Pretty clear from the first time it got mentioned, but became painfully clear as it went along that it wasn't like really an invite. Like it was just I'm gonna be here. He heard that something was going on. I'm gonna get drunk with you. You and like I, you know, you know it. Whenever like, like yeah, your friends okay, are having yeah. a party and it looks like an awesome party, and you don't really th- like, but then you're like, well, that's just your own insecurities. They probably do want you there. Don't don't make this a whole big deal where you have to have like a formal invite, right? Uh, and then he, then he kind of was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I, okay. I heard you guys, I'll show up. I'm going to be here. And then Joe was like, I don't think that we did. And like, I mean, you know, yeah. we're not going to bar the door if you do, but this is kind of Kyle's thing. So here's the first conversation I want to have with you. And okay. it's probably not the one that we should lead with, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, obviously like Joe Biden's going to win. I don't know. We're looking at. A television right now mm-hmm. it's probably gonna happen but the fact that it didn't happen to the resounding measure that absolutely a lot of, that a lot of people thought it would and um and i know, think i think there's a decent chance that the electoral thing ends up pretty big like if if it's conceivable i mean Aside from North Carolina, I think it's conceivable that he has a chance at everything that's out there right now, which would be, uh, well, not Alaska. Uh, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, What's Alaska's deal? I don't know much about Alaska other than uh, a Jeremy Renner movie I watched. I mean, reliably read, and I think that movie was set in Wyoming. Okay, so, so that's probably why I don't have a lot of <laughs> you recon. You don't know anything about Alaska. <laughs> there was uh, one where Robin Williams played a serial killer in Alaska. That was pretty good. What's it called? don't remember so my thought is just um you know i I saw a lot of people this morning and i think even maddie b was hammering the uh hey look who had the only plus to 2016 the white men you know we're right but i mean it's kind of a real like I, i don't know when you see 66... You want it bigger than like 90-10 or whatever? 66 to 70 million people obviously still voted for, you know, an outright racist. Um, I saw a lot of talk this morning about like, okay, well, here's how you handle this with your, uh, you know, your family. Like, the whole... Okay, what I call this is the why don't you talk to them talk. Mm-hmm. I find that incredibly condescending. And it's not so much that I just find the co- the conversation that you will have condescending, because it will be. Uh-huh. I find the notion of suggesting the conversation condescending. I find the notion of suggesting the condescending conversation condescending. Y- I'm going to tell you something. You could see of a version where it comes from a good place. 
These people are 60 to 80 years old. Uh huh. And they have decided long ago that the only thing that matters to them is their own outcome. So here am I, degrees be g-damned. Now I'm going to convince them. <laughs> I'm going to hop along the way and be like, "Have you considered that other people matter?" That's never going to happen. I find that to be a little bit like. I mean, th- th- you I mean, say that, but uh, if you believe you can't change anyone's mind, I have a TikTok a video, video I'd that's like right. to show you. Yeah. But you know what I mean, though? Like, it just it just comes across to me like, well, why aren't more like, and typically this is aimed at younger white people who have racist parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, etc. The idea is that if I can sit down and just present you with a few facts, I could convince you uh, to stop being so self-centered. I don't know. I feel like that might just be your con- constitution at this point. Like, you are what you are. I, I, I think it's patronizing to assume that any of us in personal conversation with people that are 30 to 40 years older than we are could, could change this. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't think that any of this is swinging on whether or not you have sufficiently persuasive conversations with your relatives. That, uh, you see a lot of it, though. I mean, it, it's, it, like it's, it's putting, it's, it's making you the hero of the story, you know? Like, this is, this is, like, we all want the country to be a certain way, and just as much as we want it to be a certain way, we want to be the ones that made it that way. You know, I mean, like, that's that's how I always feel about a lot of things. Like, you know, I mean, if if the story of Excel got told, I'd be kind of happy. But if the story of Excel got told because I made a documentary about it, well, now we're in fucking business. <laughs> you know, like, uh, the other one, I'm pretty conflicted, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I say, whatever. I, I'm sure it's plenty of people would settle for just having you agree with you. But 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 the ideal scenario is one where... You know, uh, I am the agent. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing everything you can, so you can be proud of the end of the day. And you know, whatever. I, I want to be proud of myself too. So you know, it's it's a, it's a sympathetic enough motivation, but uh, it's disrespectful, though. It just goes against reality. Like you're not. It's it's not going to make a difference. Like it's not that the reason why we have the circumstances we have is not because people haven't talked to their elderly relatives enough. It's not like more elderly relative talking is going to get us there. Now, I wouldn't. Now, if I was going to, I wouldn't try to convince them that like uh, you need to care about other people. I would just make the case that like their self interests are served by democratic policies, which I do feel is uh, the case. But no. Interesting. I don't know which would be easier. I think that the second one's a lot easier. I think that both of them are unlikely to happen and and very hard. But I I think that. You know, it's pretty pretty easy to just be like, well, but I mean, you know, I care about those people as much as they care about me, which is to say, not at all. Like that's you know, end of the end of the argument. But to be like, well, I know you care about you, so like we can just move from there. And I want to let you know that these people are going to take care of you better than those people. Like Republicans do it. I mean, whatever. None of this is groundbreaking. I don't know that we need to make this the focus of the podcast, but. they they work very hard to present themselves on the side of the average individual in the ways that the average individual is going to emotionally react to while not being on their side in any sort of economic sense. You know, like by telling them like, yeah, we, uh, 
we hate all those uh, Oscar movies that, uh, that, that the libs love too. You know, we think that all those are overblown and kind of too uh, looking down your nose at you. That stuff's terrible. We're totally with us. Vote for us. And then, uh, you know, they're uh, gutting your pension to make it so that rich people have lower taxes. Like, that makes sense. I just don't know that most people are like policy versed enough to like really make that pitch. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I way easier to make the moral to play for policy verse. You know, I just like be like everyone has a sense innately of like which one's working for them and which one isn't. Um, so I wouldn't try to like elevate their policy. Just just talk to them in the terms they already understand it in, and you know, like you don't got to like explain the the like hard economic stuff. Just be like they're captured by rich people. Which is fucking true. Like everyone can see, they're captured by rich people. Like, and captured isn't even really like that. Implies that there's someone who has some other moral sense that's struggling against it. Like they just right. are rich people. Like you right. know. How late did you go? Like ten o'clock, dude. I don't need to do this to so myself. Soft. I don't want to. Like I don't want to be another way. I don't want to earn fucking badge for. Uh, it's not a badge. It's entertainment. His, I did not find it entertaining. I'll tell you what I did. I uh, I got too high and I wasn't able to handle it, and that made me sleepy anyways. So we're just gonna do this. Got mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I got mad at you. Threw my phone across the room and said, "I'm going to bed." <laughs> hey, what's your deal? What are you doing? Being don't, a good dog. Don't patronize her. I like the dog. Baby finger popped her in the butt the other day. <laughs> How far did you get in? I don't know. Knuckle or two? I don't know, but far enough for the dog to be like, ooh, you know, that's <laughs> not what I was looking for right now. Have not you, on a, uh, not on a, not on a, not on a Monday. Did you heard of something like that before? Well, I mean, you know, she's, she's, we have, I'm buzzling. Um, she's very interested in this uh-huh. nose area. Yeah. She will try to gouge her eyes a little bit. Great. You know, so she's just any opening to the dog. I think she's generally like, all right, what's going on here? Yeah. And she's super in, into the tail. Uh-huh. So That's she, what I remember as a kid. Yeah. I'm so, not proud of it, but I spent most hey, of my stop, time stop. pulling that tail. Fuck out of here, man. Like, just, you know, I, you gotta the go dog away. was an older dog. You gotta uh, go away. So go away. I wanted it to like play away, and chief. do fun stuff, but it just wouldn't This move. is your fault, by the way. <laughs> no. Just for loving the animal? Yeah. So she picks, you know, picks the tail up and just gives her a little, little push. So that's what I got to do? Is that what you're telling me? That's it. This dog will stop bothering me if I stick my finger in its asshole. So I uh, I think they had like about a half hour tease for President Trump uh-huh. speaking. And I, I just kept thinking, I, I cannot go to bed before seeing this. Yeah, no. So once you've already got the hook, you know, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. all right, we get, we've got to do this. Yeah. And he was late, which Jake Tapper was incensed. Huh. Like, not even on time. I'm like, the dude, American he's the president. He waiting. can do whatever he wants, Jake. That's, that attitude has gotten us in this situation. So when he finally comes out, you know, it was extremely wild because, like I said, it was 2.30 in the morning, Eastern time. Whole family comes out. He looks rough, as you said looks just disheveled he said it's over 
He said, "Good to know. We're going to sue anyone who counts ballots tomorrow, like, and it's going to go to the Supreme Court." So I went to bed thinking it's going to go the way I thought. They're going to use the packed bench, and we're we're done for. Then I wake up today, and it's I mean, like, I still, I you know, I I'd like to see. See what? I I think that they will they. It's definitely within the window where they can attempt chicanery, and yeah, I it think would so be too. Insane to me if they were like, well, you know, um, good, good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're standing down. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is what it is. Yeah. Um. But no, uh, the weird thing about today was. I was unaware, honestly, and I feel very bad about this. I was unaware of the entire, like, seems to be Republican-led state ledges that, I don't I, I guess I just don't understand the logic of the mail-in later count. Like, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. What do you mean? Like, counting the mail-in post, you know, day of. And that's 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 why we're in this situation where the count was off early and, and I watched that Jimmy Fallon clip that everybody's, you know, it's been retweeted quarter million times now. I haven't seen any Jimmy. He's Jimmy talking Fallon. to Bernie and Bernie's like, you know, Fallon's like, what's going to happen? And Bernie's like, well, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. The night of, uh, there's going to be three or four states that are big states. And because of the way that their, you know, election commissions work, they say that mail-in ballots have to be counted after day of ballots. Yeah. So it's going to look like early. The Trump is up huge. He's going to come out. He's going to say he won. And then later, they're going to count all of the mail-in ballots, which, and at this point, Bernie delves away from being a professor and says, for whatever reason, they vote Democratic mostly, mail-in. Uh, he knows. Um, but he says... Uh, you know, and then they're going to count all of those ballots later. Those ballots are going to even or change the result. And then we're going to go to litigation because Trump is going to say, um, this is rigged or as Bernie said, fraudulent. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. But I was unaware and I feel dumb saying this. I was unaware that there were states that for whatever reason, the reason I don't know. Make it to where your uh, your your policy is. You have to count. You can't just start counting mail in the day they come in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's the reason is so that they can have this. Like this is the desired outcome. But you know me, man. I always try to think: is there a a moral? or a value-based reason that is well, not know. just nefarious. Uh, keep thinking on it. Let me know if you can help <laughs> one. I, and typically, that's where I, I fall, is that, well, I don't have one, right? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I really don't know. Do you, I mean, can you think of, like, an honest legal argument for that? I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I'm sure they go there through. You go. I, I'm sure they like pour through the rules and say like, you know, is there a way that I can interpret this one that gets this outcome that I want? But as far as why they want that outcome, like that's why they want that outcome. Uh, you know, I mean, like there's no downside. Like just in terms it's of just like so naked. If if your only goal is to figure out an accurate count of the votes, why would you not count the votes as quickly as you could? 
like when they come in? There's no reason. Like second of? Yeah. I definitely knew about like the, you know, late shifts and stuff. And I mean, some, some places it's the other way. Uh, where like they they do count them first, and then the ma- the day of stuff is gonna gonna go against you. And I mean like I'm just used to you know in the Dallas County, you get all the early results like right at seven. That's why it's important to GOTV. It is why it's important to GOTV. I mean you know a lot of reasons why it's important to GOTV. Uh, no, I mean you know I, the the thing that I wanted to talk about is that uh, now now that we've got all this in. I would say that, uh, you know, it is, I, I, even if it ends up being a large electoral margin, um, I would hope that we would all agree that we are not seeing the kind of result that is so resoundingly Democrat that it accurately reflects the kind of governance that we've had over the last four years and what a reasonable consequence of that would be. You know, like when, whenever the administration has handled the pandemic in the way they have where they're not attempting to test in a robust way. There's no like national system of testing. Just, just not handling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no contact tracing. There's no efforts to separate infected people from their families and have like a designated place that they can go for that. Um, you know, there's, there's no attempts to, uh, handle people financially. I mean, you know, I don't want to say there's no, because I've been receiving quite a bit of unemployment insurance. But, yes. Uh, and I don't want, I don't want you to lose your thought, but I really do think that this presented them an opportunity that could have washed away all ideological boundaries, which would have been just guarantee people like 50 to 70% of their prior wages. Yeah. And you're running the heck away with it. Yeah. Like, that's it. But then you'd have to make it so the people, like, the, the you know, then it, it would increase government spending. Government spending leads to increased taxes. They've got one reason to be here, Jake. It's not, you know, I mean, like, it's, Self-preservation. it's to win power, <laughs> but it's to win power so they can keep the tax rate low. Yeah. You know? I mean, I understand, So, like, but if you got to give up the tax rate thing, well, then what are we doing this for? It would It would have just seemed to me that politically, practically, in the short term, you could have said, I'm going to find a way. To make sure that no matter what, yeah, you I would. You don't lose your business. You don't lose your house. You don't lose your childcare. I'll figure out forty uh, two to four years from now how we're going to pay for it. But but I mean, in this you moment, know, you're not going to die. We've got that. We also have like today, right now, this fucking second that we're talking. There are five hundred kids who don't know where their fucking parents are and like haven't for years. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the amount of kids separated, like you just, uh, there's uh, uh, this American life that, uh, that Bob pointed me to about the conditions of like uh, people, like the remain in Mexico policy, which like really did seem to quiet down all of the discussion around how immigrants are being treated because now they were being treated that way in Mexico. Like, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's just uh, like they, they, you know, go over the border, get a intentionally apprehended get put back in mexico and then like the people who put them there like uh go to the gangs and they're like hey just gave you a good good batch you're gonna want some out of here and then they pick them up and they fucking hold them hostage until their family gives them as much money as they can possibly give them and like they've just got whole fucking houses full of these people like there's there's people who that's their job they're just running this operation all day they're just calling up the fucking immigrations officer from the mexican government and uh, you know, saying like, where where are the where are the flies today? And uh, you know, th- this is all shit that like we 
like our government, the, the one that we're holding the referendum on now, worked very hard to put in place. Like put all like all the time they could have spent improving your life, they instead spent it making sure that these other fucking humans were miserable. And at, you know, having taken all of that information in, the American people looked at uh, the alternative and said, I, "Fuck, I guess, kind of." You know, and I, I think that that ought to, in my opinion, and, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath that this happens, but I, I I think that it ought to cause a reevaluation by that other side about what exactly they're offering people and whether or not it's getting through, and if not, uh, how can it get through? Because, you know, you look at uh, Florida, I think it was 60-40, the minimum wage increase passed, uh, while Biden loses the fucking state. And it's because the kind of good that people know a minimum wage is going to increase is going to do in their life. They don't associate that with Joe Biden. Like in part, Correct. and I mean, you know, yeah. the minimum wage stuff, he wants a $15 minimum wage, you know, like that, that, that is his policy. I assume he'll make some attempts to get it done. Although without winning the Senate, I don't think it'll happen, but, uh, you know, he, he's just, I don't know, man. Um, I don't want to delve too much into the causes because then you'll get controversial there of like, you know, I, I think we can all agree uh, that that this result is not fitting with uh, like what you would hope for is a clear rejection of the past policies. And the reason for that is that not a strong enough vision is being sketched out by the other side to make, you know, like the, the AOC thing of the, you know, if that cab driver doesn't notice that his life is better four years from now than we're fucked. Like people are not confident that this is going to make their lives better. And you know, I don't know. <laughs> we're not confident it's going to make their lives better. Like I don't think that Joe Biden is going to wake up every day fighting for me. Uh, and you know, I, I, I think that uh, until we get in politicians who, who do have that, I mean, these are just the same fucking boring, tired, uninspiring ideas that we've been running through for my entire fucking lifetime, and they just keep on being like, "Huh, hasn't caught fire yet." Confusing to me because uh, you know me and my friends thought it was cool. So, we yeah, love just, it. Just do it. We love it. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think the the Trump presidency and candidacy. I mean, they watched the Hillary thing, it. and then they picked the candidate most like Hillary. Right. That's absolutely what they did. They watched the entire thing, and then went through the entire nomination process, and were like, yeah, but we feel really safe about the ones that are like Hillary, because, you know, they, they're also like Bill, right. and every other fucking guy we've had in there. So, you know, and it might hurt our job if we did the other thing. No, I think, uh, I think it was you know, a referendum on the strategy for sure. Um, I was driving home last night. I was listening to uh, NPR and I don't know who they had on. Um, don't know his name anyways, but I believe he's the House Minority Whip, which is absolutely the coolest name in politics. Yeah. The Whip. Yeah. No he doubt. the Whip. And... You know, he said something, or the host, Ari Shapiro, great NPR name, called him on, um, you know, do you feel like saying that uh, the only way that Trump can win is via voter suppression is, uh, you know, poor rhetoric? And that dude was like, I've been doing this a long time. And what I've learned is you must meet foul language 
with foul actions. Otherwise, you are condoning foul language. And he was like, this party's been doing this too long. He was like, all we do is just like nod and do thank you, sir. Can I have another? Whenever they just truck us. And then he was talking over the like they were playing him off. Mm -hmm. But he was like, yeah, I've done this a long time. And I know that if we don't get mean, we lose. So to me, this is yet another election where it's obvious. I really feel like 60% of the American public supports most of the policies that you and I... Dude, look at those Fox exit polls last night. The Fox exit polls that are like... Overwhelmingly, uh, overwhelmingly in, uh, in support of uh, socialized healthcare, um, reduced, uh, well, increased gun laws, uh, increased environmental uh, regulations. Dude, how do you have such a silver platter? Uh, and they didn't even touch pot, by the way, yeah. which I think is a huge, huge issue. I would say it's possibly our biggest winning issue. The biggest. Both in that we have a large large margin of people who are in favor and that I think that there is a lot of non-voters who would happily vote for someone who told them they would improve their life in that. So you have an energizing issue and you have a coalition issue. You don't even touch it. And then you have all these three I mean, or four other Biden things. If Biden has a position on it, he has the wrong one. Like, it's it's not even don't touch I it. I know a friend who smokes pot, Mac. <laughs> but he never really, like, articulated in any way what he thought about that. Not, not to a, you know, wide audience, anyways. So, I don't know. It's failed. The whole party is just a joke. Um, they deserve to be trucked. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, you know... It's, it's a joke. It's, it's, it's absolutely just a joke. Like, they, they have the right positions on most... You know, I mean, not all of them. I would say the Democratic Party... They have the, the largest r- position. rider uh, issues. Is, uh, positions. You know, not, they're, they're, not the right. They're, they're one on uh, healthcare. Like, the party in general, I, I don't agree with. You know, right. I, I wish that the party would get behind Medicare for all. But I'm just saying, they're, they're, they're more correct. They're, they're more in line with public opinion... But they just like they they can't ever line that up because I I don't know I mean again I I, I don't want to I, I feel like we're in areas of broad agreement I feel like the more specific I get the more I'm going to uh, lose that agreement and you know maybe not like uh, make points that I feel I I mean I might just need to think this stuff out some more I'm not sure that I'm right about this but. I, you know, it didn't become a big campaign issue that uh, Kamala Harris's husband is a lobbyist, but like, it's that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, it really bothers me. It makes me think that like they're just, you know, looking to amass as much personal power as they can because they want to think of themselves as a big deal. And you know, I mean, like the the guys like actively taking, or you know, his firm is taking all kinds of money from Azerbaijan as uh, they're fucking attacking Armenia. Uh, and, and, you know, we got her husband just taking payments from them to be, to come in and be like, uh, actually it's the Armenians are the bad ones. And I don't think that's what decided the election at all. I think it's a pretty niche issue, but I think that that's sort of like, you know, yeah, like uh, the people don't even like, no one's bothering to learn your policies. They're like inferring what your policies are based on the impression that you give off. Yeah. 
And I don't think that the impression that they give off, you know, I mean, I, I you know, Nancy Pelosi has never screamed to me <laughs> that she was someone who, uh, you know, was, was looking to make uh, fucking uh, people who live in the central Florida's lives better, you know? Okay, so this is something that you and I talk about a lot, which is I think that you are at times too critical of the pool of candidates comes up a lot with Iraq war, right? Like, or, you know, basically anything Bernie was alone on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think in general, you have a tendency to, you know, good, perfect enemy, all this bullshit. Sure. I think I would put Kamala in that, in that bucket. Of just like, do you think she's all right? Yeah, it could I, be worse. She could be worse. I think that's all you have to say is just that in general, a lot of the people that you're going to have to entrust yourself to, it could be worse. It could be worse. And I feel yeah, less like that get about her than I do about him. Okay, but again, we have to. <laughs> we're running up against. The literal most fill-in-the-blank president you've ever had in your lifetime. But I'm not even registering my opinions. I'm just saying I can look at... This is a shitty fucking result for Democrats, given the wonderful hand that they were dealt. I don't... And I'm trying to give an explanation for why why they've played this hand so shitty. And I'm not putting it on her specifically at all. Let me say this. I'm just saying that is an example of the kind of thing people have the sense that their interests are something other than the common man. The Florida thing is is incredible. Like the fact that you have an issue and a candidate that were like 20 points apart, 17 points apart. I mean, I I think that the conclusion you have to reach is that they viewed the policy as helping them and did not view Biden as helping them in the same way. And I think that that's, that's a clear, obvious failing of Biden and, you know, I, I, I would hope that win or lose, that they spend the next four years fervently attempting to fix that. But problem. they won't. No, they won't. They won't. That, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not sure, you know, really <laughs> what, to, what to do with that. I mean, we are the party of the weakling, uh, of, the, uh, I was, of the quiet, whenever, of the... Whenever I was to sit down and take it, that's what we are. Whenever I was going off to sleep or last night, whatever I am, I don't and really know. Feeling pretty, uh, you know, pretty despondent. Really thinking that uh, the loss was lined up. Uh, was just imagining how tough it was going to be for me. Whatever the next Dem primary rolls around, and they're like, "Well, you know, we could really be sure that a centrist will lose if we do it a third time in a row." You know, or I mean, it's not the third. You or know? the flip it's the side of that is to say, uh, but, uh, we tried the other way, and they got beat. What, what Biden's the, the other way? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, that's what I thought was going to happen, is like, okay, well, Biden loses. So then we say, okay, well, Sanders couldn't beat Biden. Biden couldn't beat Trump. Transitive property, ergo. Why are we even engaging in this progressive platform? Because... You know, I had a couple people uh, texting me this morning, and they were like, uh, "Yo, is AOC gonna run in four years? Because she'll be eligible, and she definitely understands how to 
you know, engage the the social media vote. The, I think it'd be weird if she didn't. I think she should wait one more term because maybe. I think Kamala is going to run. So maybe two more terms, but it would be weird if Kamala didn't run. Yeah, no, Kamala will definitely right? run. Like, AOC is going to have to beat her, and like, like probably primarying won't. your but primarying your own VP, also a woman. I don't know, man. I don't know that that like prints all that great. That that seems dicey, and I'm sure there's like a ton of people who have. Um, I don't run know. and I, been defeated several times and then won presidency. I think that like if she, Biden 46. I think if she cared about the party even that she would do it because like all we've seen, I mean, you know, Kamala won some uh, statewide races in California as a Democrat. Wow. Way to go. I can't believe it. I mean, she had tough primaries at times. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she in her one presidential run, like totally shat the bed. She dropped out by Iowa, didn't she? Did she even like stay for Iowa? No, Trump is Yeah. Loves to hit on that. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking true. She did a really bad job. Like she was in, you know, it was a big name that was talked about all four years leading up to it and uh just didn't come <laughs> didn't make the first fucking primary. So I would hope I don't love putting too much into that though. I mean, what's the other thing I can put it into? What what what's the time she's demonstrated to me that she's some kind of electoral juggernaut that I should just stand aside for? I think that having a legitimate test for her is a good idea because it means if she passes it, then she is ready for taking on a nationwide presidential campaign. I just assuming that she's going to be able to handle that. That seems like a shaky assumption to me. But I don't know. Whatever. That all that shit's a long way off. We've got stuff today. That uh, is fairly apparent that I would like to continue digesting. Uh, the big thing for me, um, just you know, like I've I've got a, a, a two sided pincer argument for why all of my socialist ideas are correct. Um, the uh, Good. the the first one is uh, what I've already laid out of like clearly your guys' ideas aren't working very well. Here's the second one, really going to get you. Um, so. Biden did better in all of the parts of Florida that they thought that he really needed to do better in order to win the state and still lost the state. I think everyone knows this by now uh, because uh, the, the uh, Latino population of Florida uh, moved against them. I, I think he still won them probably, but it just didn't win them by the sort of margins that he would need to in order to carry the state. Like Chill Dog did in 2016. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And a uh, similar thing happened in Texas. Texas, I'm not exactly sure. I think there's probably different explanations there. But I, I think that the, the Florida thing, it seems clear enough, and a number of people have arrived at this analysis, that uh, whenever Trump says, you know, uh, he's a socialist, like, they're buying it. And they yeah. don't like socialists, you know? It's, it's the Cubans who intentionally left Cuba because of how much they hate socialism. Uh, and so I would take that as... Another piece of evidence, uh, and I've, I've, I've had a pretty large stack over here for a while, so I'm throwing this one on top of the pile, uh, that they think you're a socialist anyways. You're paying all of the penalty for it that you would if you embrace those ideas fully, and you're getting none of the benefits. 
Like if you if you just were out and out like, hey, yeah, you know, um, we want to increase taxes, but we believe that it'll be better services. Then then you give people the opportunity to be like, well, I am excited about those services. Right now, you're just letting them set the agenda of like, so they they fully believe the taxes stuff, or you know, whatever. I'm I'm sure that more, you know, is is there's a range, uh, you know, like some people buy it, some people don't, but it. I think that the fact that enough people, I think it is true that enough people bought it in Florida that he lost the state. That the Trump's attempt to brand him as a socialist was sufficiently successful that it lost him that state. And, you know, uh, Matt Iglesias was saying, like, you know, they, they lost that state for that reason. I agree with him so far. And so people ought to really rethink uh, whether or not they want to label the sorts of things that we're attempting to do as socialism. Because you don't really have to. Just saying that you want, like, a Canada's healthcare system. You know, that, that's a bit easier. That was the example he used. Uh, that's an easier pill to swallow than being like, I want to turn America into a socialist nation. Right. But, uh, and you know, that's fine. I, true enough, I guess. But I don't think that the socialism label, I don't think the problematic part of it comes from people like you and I saying that we like socialist ideas. I think it comes from way before Bernie ever ran, where like the entire party was being labeled as socialist by Republicans. Like, what what you say about yourself in this instance is not like is it doesn't carry as much weight. It's not the problem is not that. The problem is that, you know, your opponent is going to tell people that you are. And so if that's already going to happen, and you're going to get like all those negative things, then the only way to like win in those conditions, and obviously not the only way, I think that Biden is going to win. But to get the kind of results that we think that we, you know, ought to be coming to us based on how badly the other people do, uh, you know, you, you have to make the promises uh, and then follow through on them to give people the uh, the good side of the equation. Yeah, but in that sense, like, are you running a different campaign in certain parts of the country, right? Like, are you... Are you fighting the notion that any of this is, you know, socialist in Florida while selling it in Delaware? Yeah, I mean, I just think like, that you're going to have to, like, or, you, this way lost you Florida, dude. You're just not going to get Florida. And you were probably going to get the other ones no matter how you sold it. So, yeah, and I mean, just, the, you yeah, know, there's, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the Republican Party, this, conservatives I, in general, have done a great job of uh, convincing people not to like think past the label of socialism. So I, you know, I don't know if ever will breakthrough is like uh, not in our lifetime a big like. No. I, but I just mean like amongst like you know, like uh, people in North Carolina. You know, like I they they would be greatly helped by more government assistance. I'm sure there's a lot of people that for whom that is true there. Um, Dude, I was crying at the. If your blank looks like blank, 400K. Huh? It was the uh, Twitter thread that was like, if your blank looks like blank, uh, that you're not going to be affected by Joe Biden's tax plan. And yeah. one of them was a pillow. And we absolutely have like a dog piss soaked pillow that we put a... And then one of them was... I guess we don't have them here, but it was like the popcorn ceiling. Uh-huh. It was like... Dude, this is just so many people that are just not affected by this. And I don't know. Speaking of uh, Twitter, that's an int uh, an interesting thing too. Like, just how many? We don't live in real life, dude. 
Like, I feel like I live on both extremes, right? Like, I live in... I feel like I'm the only one that lives in real life. No, you don't, and you never have. I live in Twitter world, and I live in family world. And my immediate family is probably somewhere in the middle, but most of family world is, you know, the people I know that think that, you know, Nancy Pelosi probably brought this over and spread it in Chinatown and San Francisco, like just insane stuff. Oh, it's offensive. So that makes it a little bit tough to, you know, have a great read, but you do want to tell these people like, listen, you're never going to be rich. You're not, and you're, you're never going to be. That's not my message. My message is we all can be rich. Well, if we all have the right foundation to start That's from, the problem. If we're given the tools. <laughs> the tools. Are you telling me that if you had the tools, you couldn't be rich? I know you could. The tools. You're a winner. I'll say this Tony to your Robbins family. over here. Call them over, dude. We all Donald can get Trump there. is basically asking people to and walk Bernie on can help us. to walk on coals. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I promise. Just do this and you can do it. And I don't know. I feel like it's so it's not happening. A couple other things that uh, that I wanted, to, you know, just results I'd like to address. Um, How about the results of John King being alive? <laughs> you're you're impressed. I didn't. Bro, watch I went CNN, to bed dude. at like three thirty last night, and you were watching was still CNN. Up. Well, good point. I was watching CNN because Biden was losing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I. It, so I flipped. I flipped back me. and forth based on human suffering. They were looking too happy. <laughs> Broadcast yeah. suffering. Um, no, my uh, my dad had a famous incident whenever he was uh, in his young twenties, where uh, I think he got um, had a couple pops, and this was uh, Illinois in winter, pretty high snow drifts. Okay. Fired up the hot tub and was just uh, jumping in the hot tub, jumping in the snow drift. Jumping in the hot tub, back and forth. Just Kill to, your uh, ticker. Just trying to, you know, just trying to be alive. Just trying to feel a little bit of that edge. Yeah. Uh, and that was, uh, was kind of what I was doing. I was going, Chapo Fox News. Chapo Fox News. Just trying to, trying to get that, that, uh, that contrast, you know? And it was working for me. You know, up until the Fox News people really felt like this was in, within their claws. And then they were getting too excited and I had to go to bed. I mean... It was working for me until Alex no-showed. Yeah. Then it was um, donezo. No, I want to talk about the uh, the Oregon stuff. Uh, this was this was a request. And uh, also, you know, I, I, I don't know that... Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, people know our drug stances. I don't know how often... I'm against like. all drugs. Yeah, me too. Yeah, been, obviously. Been saying. Um, no, so uh, Oregon voted to decriminalize heroin, acid, and uh, cocaine. Um, now if anyone's interested, my personal drug policy is that I will not go back to rehab. You're not getting me back in there. Uh, it'd be doomsday scenario. I'll fucking go see the devil before I'll see a fucking, uh, person controlling one of those places. So I do not do drugs that you can get sent to rehab for. I feel like that's a short list. I feel like it's meth, cocaine, opioids of any kind. Anything else? Alcohol is certainly on the list. Sure. Yeah. Alcohol is on the list. But just not a lot of marijuana rehabs. Not a lot of mushroom rehabs. 
Not a lot of acid rehabs. So uh, the only uh, one of the three that I'm excited about personally in Oregon. But I don't support these things because, like, I want to have a good time. Like, I certainly like having a good time. But, you know, um, I can kind of have a good time anyways. Yeah. Uh, my, like... Dark, dark web. <laughs> my, my reasoning for, uh, for this kind of stuff is... I think that cocaine and heroin, like I said, because of the rehab stuff, I think that they are bad. I think they are bad for society. If I had the ability to choose, I would make it so that no human ever did one of those ever again. Um, and, you know, I mean, I've never tried them. So, uh, you know, may maybe I'm way missing something. But it seems to me like there's a lot of evidence to support my position. So I think it is a, a big societal ill whenever people use those drugs. Um but what I think is a bigger societal ill is locking people up in fucking cages. Like, do you have any idea how insanely, like, punitive and fucking harsh and, like, it's destructive tough. it is to put people into fucking jail? Like, the, the idea that we have settled on this as an acceptable trade-off is, it just blows my fucking mind. Okay, here's the problem. With measure 110, uh -huh. as it may be become to known in the history books a hundred bucks what is what's a hundred bucks it's a hundred dollars to get out of the ticket or you have to go to treatment mm -hmm. i feel like it's got to be way more punitive on the monetary side i feel like they should force you to treatment all well and good they're not going to put you in a box they're not going to lock you up they're not going to ruin your life. They're not going to... You yeah, know I mean, what? the details hey, there, we can quibble. Listen, I don't care. They may not even put it on your record. So you can still get a job. But you can't get out of it for 100 bucks, man. Every heroin addict in America can scrape 100 bucks together. They're a fucking heroin addict. They're very good at getting money together in a quick pinch. <laughs> like... That's literally their occupation. I think you're talking about armed robbery there. Well, whatever. Panhandle, whatever it may take. You can't just like offer somebody a hundred bucks, pass go, or go to treatment. You should just go to treatment. Yeah, that's right? not like I mean, it's coke. It's heroin. You're going to die. You're probably going to leave a wife, a husband a daughter, a son, you're going to die. I don't know. It just it's You've you got to do more than a hundred bucks to just be like, but just like another, well, another part of this is that like, I just don't think it's a problem that the state is like set up to solve. Like if it was a hundred dollars every time you did cocaine, I think it would be effective. But most of the time people do cocaine. It's not in front of the cops. Yeah, no, of course. There's like the with enforceability all these things, if, if we debate. thought that I we mean, could that's... solve these problems, then I guess we could have a conversation about whether or not, you know, we should continue with this stuff. But like they've been given it their best. It's pretty clear we're not gonna solve these problems in this way. Well, I think that's uh I think what is so interesting about the the medical, the recreational, and then organs, you know, one ten is they are piecemealed admissions of the failed war, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's obvious that this didn't work. Yeah. Um, that we ruined an en entire generation of people. And until you have a cop sitting there in every single home in America, it's not going to work. 
Okay, my slight pushback on that would be this is not like saying you can go to like cocaine cafe. Yeah, no, I I understand that. So they can still bust the distribution yeah. in a way that makes it so that's sort of now what you focus your law enforcement efforts on is to say we're not we're not going to allow large amounts to be trafficked and i also find it and i mean i think you get interesting i i think that by there's still some problems there i'm i'm much more okay with uh busting drug dealers but it's not like it's never happened that uh you know someone's kid was uh selling cocaine to their friends out of their house and then they end up charged and spending a decade in jail cuz something like what cuz you didn't supervise your child enough like dude when i was a kid um I have two stories for you, both very similar. When I, I was a don't kid, think that's how that's how we ought to use jail. When I was a kid, um, the street I lived on not a bad neighborhood, really. Um, but a couple cr- of water bugs, but the cro- water bugs, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. The cross streets that we lived on, the the row that like led to my elementary was just all they were all duplexes and they were pretty run down. And uh, my mom was friends with a a lady who owned one of them in the house next to her. (laughs) I don't even know if this is true. This is just what I was told as a kid because, you know, scare tactics for drugs. They would just leave the baby in the swing out front and, like, tell people, like, it's the house with the baby. To let them know? Yeah. Like leave it find the under place. the mat, over the mat. And then, um, yeah, my cousins actually went to a, a high school that was, I had a choice between Haltom or Richland. My mom would not let me go to Haltom. Mm-hmm. That was not an option. And I really wanted to go to Haltom because they were really good at football at the time. Like two of my cousins both went to school there and they were definitely the the front porch uh baby. Oh really? Yeah. Not the same, but in their house they were like, yeah, my dad would just put me out front and be like the house with a 3-year-old out front like handed to him, he'll like the, the, people deal drugs through kids, is what I'm saying. It's fucked up. But to your point, I feel like diversion should be the main goal. Yeah. And I don't know that a $100 fine does it either way. I just think jail should be so such a last casting, resort. If we're casting the widest this. net we can, I'm saying anybody who gets popped for, for heroin, you got to immediately commit them. Like immediately. And I, I don't really have a problem with it being like, State mandated. I don't want to ask your family. You got to go to treatment. Did you see the deal too that they're funding all the treatment with the money that was made from recreational marijuana? That's nice. Yeah, I just you know uh, you got to go away, dude. Because yeah, but the dude, honest dude, truth is you're gonna die, and if you don't die, you're gonna ruin several other people's lives. I hear you. That's true. You do have to consider those treatment places. Whatever you. 
whatever your ideal of, of is of them is they're probably much worse than that have been to a few state homes for the uh the, the special needs and yeah, yeah. it's a full-on night of the walking dead people it's, not treated real humanely it's not there. good they're not looking to solve problems the problem they're looking to solve is just keeping you it, away from causing other people problems yeah getting yeah. through today without all of you fucking burning this place down yeah no i understand that's that. the only problem they're attempting to solve I don't have a great answer for that, but I don't think that you can allow smack addicts <laughs> like free reign on the public because if you introduce the most addictive agent that is known to man and do so without any sort of punitive measures, you're going to have like a major, a major, major problem. I just on your don't hands. think it's the tool to solve that problem. Treatment? No, the, I mean... Round up for treatment? Punitive in general. Like... Treatment's not punitive, though. Even if the... What I'm saying is, I feel like it ends up pretty punitive. So your argument would be to... it just to improve the facility. Yeah, you know, if you want to have good treatment, I'm just, I'm just saying your thing of like, once someone gets popped, now we got to punish them. This is going to fix the problem. I, I'm not even saying I punish. S- I may have said that incorrectly but i'm saying you're rounded up you've got to be brought in now when you're brought in what do we do with you do we lock you in a box and throw you a slice of cheese every two days or do we do something with you that might actually be able to improve your mental health can't have you on the streets yeah i'm just sure that they shouldn't go to jail you know so and and that is how it is in 49 of the 50 states still so uh you know it's it's i I guess it would probably then still remain a controversial position with heroin um i I don't don't know man um and then uh the other thing i wanted to talk about was uh california had two ballot propositions they had more than two but uh two that i was uh paying special attention to okay and uh, both went very badly. Um, you know, one, tell. one was uh, California, the way they handle their property taxes, uh, it, was, it was also done by ballot proposition in the 70s, and they've had a hard time getting out from under it, um, which is that, you know, we, like, more or less the system for us, you know, is they come in and they say, I bet you could sell that house for this tomorrow, so give us a percentage of that, right? Okay. In California, uh, in order to peg the value, they don't have any of that like appraisal process. They just say, "What did you buy it for?" Okay, just give us a percentage of that. And like, there is a formula for it to move over time. Like they'll be like, "Okay, you bought that in 1970 for this." Okay, well, this time has passed, so we're going to tack this on. But it it still results in them paying, you know, landowners paying property taxes that are way below what you would hope. Uh, and so the the ballot proposition they had would have kept that the same for homeowners, but just people who have business properties, you know, like fucking Disneyland pays nothing. Or not, it's not nothing, but pays a tiny amount compared to what Six Flags does because of the way that California calculates their property taxes. And um, they were they had that on the ballot to change it, Go away. and uh, it failed. Go away. So that's uh, that's unfortunate because you know, and just, I imagine for it them, means less funding for the state. Yeah, uh, you know their, their schools are going to stay underfunded, um, and just 
you know, I, I think that, the, like, we don't live in California who gives a shit, right? Um, and the reason why I give a shit is because I think that this argument that we constantly try to make of, like, well, this stuff works in Finland, um, I believe that, and I think that that's an important point to be made, but I think that it would be a much stronger argument if it was, well, this stuff works in California. Yeah. I, I think that if we saw a, a large number of successful programs coming out of there, attempting to get them adopted in other states would be pretty straightforward. I mean, that's how marijuana went in Colorado, you know? Right, or like M4A and mess. Like, it can't be... If that had happened, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Romney Care was... You know, that, that happened in Massachusetts. Yeah. You said M4A. They didn't do Medicare for all in uh, in Massachusetts. It didn't? No. The Romney Care is like Obamacare, which is not like Medicare for all. Okay. So I guess it was just a precursor to. It worked the a, exact same the way time Obamacare did. Yeah. Progressive issue. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's just like a. It, it's a pretty easy thing. If, if, if we have a state out there that uh, is able to do some really innovative things. You know, be a very successful lab of democracy, Jake. Oh, um, to my heart, it would be very good. And uh, you know, California is going to have a harder time doing those things if the the state government is underfunded, and it's going to continue to be underfunded if they calculate property taxes in this way. So that's negative. Uh, the other big one, obviously, I care about this because of my life situation. Uh, so there was a Supreme Court decision, the California State Supreme Court that said, uh, you know, Uber always has this open question oh, of yes. whether or not their drivers are employees or contractors. Uh, this, the state Supreme Court said, you know, the way that we're interpreting the statute, they are employees. And so Uber and Lyft wrote a, a budget amendment, or, uh, you know, the uh, proposition thing, um, just like redefining, like being like, okay, state court, that is what that statute says. We're going to put a proposition on to change the statute. Uh, and that passed. Uh, the way it's written is really underhanded. It requires a seven-eighths majority to make any changes mm. to the laws surrounding that sort of thing. So it's just locked in. It was that vote. You could win or to lose it. Um, they spent uh, like $200 million in uh, you know money to... Uh, in you know, encourage people to uh, to vote uh, yes on Prop 22, and uh, as a result of Prop 22 passing, I believe that their uh, market cap went uh, like the, the the two companies combined gained like eight billion dollars in uh, in valuations as a result of the decision. Uh, and I think that this is probably something that, like, if it can pass in California, like, it's going to be fucking child's play to get something like that on the books here. And I mean, you know, our state laws currently think it's fine to make them independent contractors. But, like, yeah, I, I, was, I was following Twitter accounts dedicated to this issue. Um, and, like, to the people where they're like, but I think this will make it so that my Ubers are more expensive, you know... I don't think that that's a smart way of looking at it. Um, but like, I get that argument. I understand that motivation. There were actual drivers to be like, well, I think this might hurt the flexibility of my hours. Like, Ugh. I'm not sure that it will. 
And if this were if this were bad for you, <laughs> then like, why are these companies trying? So why are they spending two hundred million dollars if they don't think it's going to help them to uh, to have this? And like, their intention with you, you're negotiating over like what this is is a negotiation over how much of your fares that you generate that you're going to get to keep. And they're like, well, I'd like to keep as much of them as I can. And you're like, well, as long as I have my flexible hours, like, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> Um, as far as the people who are like, uh, well, you know, I don't want to pay more on Uber rides. One, I continue to always say that prices are not set by costs. Prices are set by supply and demand. Uber's always going to charge you as much as they possibly can, as, as much as they think makes sense for them, as is everyone who sells anything ever. But uh, their um, like model in general, like they, they, they lose money quarter after quarter. Uber and Lyft are both just both burned through a ton of cash. And my understanding of like how they get away with this with shareholders is that they explain to them, our goal is to keep these prices low so that we can capture enough of the market that we can be super profitable whenever we jack them back up. So It's coming. Yeah, so the idea like there's there's no theory of the case where uh the current prices that we enjoy for rideshare remain the same. Like the business model doesn't work as is. That's why they're losing so much money. Yeah. So it's like we're we're right now living through what will always be known as the golden age of being able to get a fucking vehicle for cheap. You know, unless we have like uh, you know, automated cars or whatever. I'm just saying like in in the current transportation situation, this is a clear clear bubble that is going to burst. And so like yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I assume it would have had some effect. Like, I'm sure Uber would have, like, used this as an excuse to be like, well, we got to charge you more. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not even sure of that. But I, I, I just... There's never been one time... Your price isn't going to work out regardless. That just I've taken treat an, the workers nice. Never been one time that I've taken an Uber and thought the next day with a reasonable mind, that was too much. Yeah. It's never happened. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's great right magic. Now. <laughs> yeah. Like, rewind yourself 10, 20, 25, 30, 35 years and explain to them. But I'm just saying 30 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, man. No, I know. But it's important to remember right great. now that that was obvious. <laughs> like, it was obvious that right now it was too cheap. In the future, maybe pay a little bit more. In fact... I uh, I went Saturday night, hung out with uh, a former guest of the show. It was Danny. I think I can say Danny. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Showed him both uh, Nick Lutzko Spirit Halloween videos. Hell yeah. Ten Hell times. Yeah. That's good. Slept at his place. Here's the problem. Hmm. If you're in the burbs... There are no Ubers at 7.15 in the morning on a Sunday. Really? None. I would have thought there was some. So everyone sign up if you can, but yeah. There's few worse feelings than no driver available. Yeah. You just sit there. Yeah. Then you're like, and what, bang what refresh over and over and over for an hour and a half. Get yelled at by your oh, wife. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. All right, sorry, you guys, he won. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, this uh, this Senate stuff really really sucks. That's for next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, um, hope you guys are having a good time. Happy Election Day. I just hope that you know we all can move past this to uh, to unify. <laughs> Whatever. That's my main concern. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.